Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hi, everybody. It's Angie. And here's Dan over here across from me. Oh, hi. How do you know you were doing that? <laughs> I know. I change it up every once in a while, you know. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. I'm on my toes. So this is our this and that section. We're having this and that chit chat over coffee. We've got a really good coffee. This is a good coffee. This yeah. one's from... Uh, Michelle gave this to us, yep, right? Yeah, it's from Kenya. Oh, yeah. It, it's really good. It's delicious. It's got so, a different taste to it than our normal. It's not as it? bitter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normal coffee, I think, has kind of a bitter taste. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, yeah. it, actually, the coffee from the Little Coffee Shop of Horrors oh, in really Mount good. Verde. Yeah. I said it right that time. Yeah. None of their coffee is bitter. It's no. like this. Even if you drink it black like I do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is really good. And thank you, Michelle, for that. Yeah. It's good stuff. It it's really good is. Stuff. So I wanted to remind everybody that I think at the beginning of the month, we said that our theme, you know, we have themes every month. And we said that our theme of the month was going to be local hotspots. Well, we did one local hotspot. It's a heck of a hotspot, though. <laughs> it really is. Um, so we did uh, an interview with Bill and Mary Weinog, if you listened last week, um, from Wakaiva Island. And now the owners of Outriggers. That's right. Partial, in New Smyrna. Partial owners, because mm-hmm. they've got some other partners with them. Yep. Um, so we're excited to go down and check that out. We we're going in August, are. August yep. 17th. We're going to go down there. So we're Yeah, we're going to stay. That. Yep. And we, we're going to go there. We're going to go to some of the other places they recommended on the show. Some yeah. some what could be perceived as competitors, but that's not the way they look at it. That's not the way we look ever look at things either. So yeah. we're going to go check out some of the places yeah. and report back in. Yeah, report back in. Let you know what to check out down there. Yep. But I just thought, you know, some months we are going to have where things kind of fall through or crazinessly. We had vacation. It was 4th of July. It's hard to get people scheduled for it should have actual been interviews then. The, so. mo- the potpourri of subjects month. <laughs> yes, it should. <laughs> so we will have some of those, but for the now through the end of the year, we're pretty we're pretty good on our themes. And I think we mentioned last week, next, next month is back to school. So we're going to be focused on kind of like meeting different teachers. From yeah, I'm excited about that. All different um, educational levels. Yeah, from like uh, elementary through high school yep. through college. To college, yeah. yeah. So we have um, some some local and not so local because yep. I have um, elementary teacher from Lake County. Very so, nice. Yeah, so. still still localish, but yeah. yeah, still Florida local. Yeah. So last week, um, we kind of all got back to normal life after vacation you know it only ta- it takes you like three or four days to get back to normal it, it so does <laughs> and not back. just for me it's coming back to like you know 500 emails and that's after sort of managing email during vacation during, oh i could not i can't i mean i hope one day my business is you it know, will be cranking like that where i have that many and have to hire somebody else to manage my email that'd be sure. wonderful but i know what you mean it's not just email sometimes it's uh just kind of getting back in the groove yeah but you know what, though? I don't know if I want that many because I do want my business to be very intimate. Yep. You know, with my health coaching, I want it to be very one-on-one and, and you know, where I can manage the amount of clients I have and sure. make real change. So, yeah. but, you know, we'll see. My yeah, go, I'm go sure bigger, it's going to you know? do well. So when we love what we do last week, just kind of, you know, back to normal, didn't really want to do anything. <laughs> I could lie. <laughs> well, um, I, I was sort of, you know... I know you were busy last week. I, it doesn't the way yeah. you're saying it sounds like it was chill, but I, it was a very busy week. And for me, 
same way. I mean, I was, it, it yeah. was chaos for, for the when first you, four when days. You first go back to yeah. work. Yeah. But we, we watched a show with, we were going to go see Spider-Man, but yes, Rachel I'm, didn't want to go. I'm she, still dodging spoilers for that. So we have <laughs> got to go this weekend yeah. together. But we watched, um, Shazam with her yep. at home. And that was a really great adult and kids movie, but a great mo- family movie to watch with your kids. Yeah, like, it was really funny. Highly recommend. Very funny. Very funny. That guy that, well, do you know his name? You know, I wish I did. We should have looked it up. We'll have to look hero. it up. He's the guy that did the voice for my very favorite Disney movie. I believe it's the same guy. Tangled. Who, who does, yep, Tangled. <laughs> you know what's funny? What's that? Before I even met you, that was my favorite one. <clears throat> was it really? We were on a cruise and Tangled came on in the room. And, you know, we all sat there and watched that. And I loved my boys sat there and watched it. It's and they hilarious. Were older. They were it's, like teenagers. You know what? The thing about Tangled is when I say that, people are like, really? It's a Disney movie. It is really well-timed and well-written comedy. That's what I love about it. It's because It's very witty. It's very witty, and it's just really good timing. His name is Zachary Levi. He also stars in a show called Chuck. Oh, yes. Um, That's where I remembered him from. I didn't really get into that show, but I, I didn't think either, I watched a few episodes. I just looked that up on IMDb. But yeah, yeah. He, so he's the main guy in Shazam, and that movie was really funny. We also finished Stranger Things Season 3. I finished that separate than you. Know. Yeah, you and I made it uh, three quarters of the way together, yeah. but you finished it. We all finished it, and I don't. We're a spoiler free show because I hate the spoiler mm-hmm. sort of culture that's out there now. But um, I was really into Stranger Things season one, season two. Uh, felt yeah. like it was yeah, a little I repetitive. It. I, I mean, mm-hmm. still good, but. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't really expecting so much with season three. I know Rachel really loves it. My daughter really loves it. I really thought it was done well. Yeah. It was I, done very well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's The a, character development was really great. Yep. You know, a lot of times they'll kind of keep them at, they won't let the characters grow. Yeah, Sometimes true. they try to, because everybody liked them when they were, you know, that certain age or whatever, and they try to kind of keep them stunted. Yep. What, what am I trying to say? So that they, so, so, they so a certain age group still identifies with them, but I think they did it really well as far as, you know- them allowing kind of them to growing grow up and yeah. yeah i agree and i you know what's funny too is that so if you haven't watched stranger things i highly encourage you to watch it it's almost like a throwback to 80s sci-fi horror kind of like goonies kind of right? it really is it's, it's got you know and the and the it not not only does it take place in the 80s but like the intro the music it's a lot of synthesizer keyboards kind of stuff oh them clothes baby and the clothes <laughs> but it's also what's really neat is the plot and the way the story's put together is very 80s, where it's like only the kids in the town can figure things out for some of reason. Course. So very Scooby Doo ish. Yeah, so you can't <laughs> you can't pick it apart too much because you know yeah. sometimes the logic is you know it's it, I think it's following that sort of old school 80s shows we used to watch like Amazing Stories or yeah you know whatever. It's made really well for the the target audience that they're going for. Yeah. Although you have tons of adults. Oh, it is. But, but I think it's, I think they're purposely well. do some of that because of that's course. how the eighties shows like yeah. that were. And, uh, it was cool. what I really like is the guy, David Harbour, the guy that plays Jim Hopper, the cop. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch him in any interviews, he is wildly entertaining. He's a really interesting guy. And, uh, I think it contributes to how much I like the show, but we highly encourage you to watch that. If you make it to season three, let us know. Some horribly sad stuff towards the end. That's all I'm going to say. No spoilers, but uh, it was uh, surprisingly, there was a surprising amount of depth at the end of this one for me. I think that's why I liked it so much. And 
It Chapter uh, 2 trailer came out. Yeah, I watched it. Well, okay, so I was in bed the other night. Right. And you always are, you know, on the iPad. I'm falling asleep. Right. <laughs> and I hear you listening to it, and I put the covers over my head because... I was trying this to like sounded block too it out. scary. Yeah, it sounded too scary. But then I watched it, and it actually. And I watched the first one. Yeah, you know what the like thing about the movies? it movies? They're not that scary, really, to me. And uh, they're people creepy. Say, they're right, creepy. they're creepy. And everybody says, "Oh, it's a clown." I'm terrified. But just the way they're done, these new ones especially, it's it's a really interesting story. It's very creepy. Um, the new one, if you guys don't know, you know, the first one, chapter one that came out two years ago, it's all the kids. And just like the book and just like the old miniseries from the eighties, chapter two, which I guess in the miniseries, it was just the later episodes. It's all of them as adults coming back to this town. They've got some great actors. James McAvoy is, uh, he's the guy that plays, uh, Professor X, the younger version of the X-Men movies. I love him. He's a great actor. Or the guy from Split. Yeah, he Mm -hmm. is. Jessica Chastain, everybody knows who she is. She plays Beverly grown up. Um, but my favorite is that Richie, the older Richie, is played by Bill Hader, and that is such a perfect fit. So which one is Richie? Is he's the one that says, these are gazebos? No, no, no. Richie's no. the one with glasses who's also in Stranger Things, the guy, uh, Finn Wolfhard. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's the one that's always cursing and always being, Okay, you he know, is. That's a good fit, yeah. It is a really good, good fit. Yeah. And in the book, um, uh, Richie is a uh when he grows up he's like a voice talent on the radio and he does a bunch of voices and stuff and i don't know if that's how they're going to do the movie but bill Hader does that yeah so i think it was a really good fit i'm very excited it looks really creepy it looks like it might be more scary than the first one which that's how the book was too well you have to wait till september i know it's so long yeah and speaking of september you guys stay tuned uh, throughout the commercial break. I, it's like we're on a radio show because I say like, stay tuned, like they're listening live or something. Well, I guess we do, kind we of do are. live sometimes. Yeah. Um, stay tuned because our next guest, we're going to be talking about an event that's coming up in September. Yep. And our interview is with a guest that um, has something very important to say. Indeed she does. Yes. Right. So yeah. hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back, and it's time now for our community call-out. Now, our guest today has a very touching story, and it might be difficult for some of you to listen to. However, we really encourage you to listen to the end, because awareness of this helps draw attention to it, and the more awareness we can bring to it, this typically leads to more attention and thus more funding. And I don't want to get further into it. I want to let our guest have the opportunity to sort of introduce her story. Please welcome Elena Rawls. Elena, I really appreciate you sitting down to talk to us here. Yeah, thank you for having me. So first things first, tell us just a little bit personally about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up. Sure. I originally am from Michigan. Uh, I was born in Rochester. Yes. 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 I only lived there till I was five. So you're uh, a Floridian. I'm like me. Yes. I consider myself a (laughs) Floridian. Um, I grew up I kind of mostly in the Orlando area, sort of all over. I went to Lake Brantley High School uh, for all of high school. Um, and then in 2009, I met my husband and uh, while I was working, mm-hmm. I, I'm a hairdresser, so I actually ended up cutting his hair. Is that how you met it, him? That is how I met oh, him. Oh, that's great. Yes, at yes. the... At, at the at Didn't you used to be... Dan's hairdresser? I, well, I, I've done his hair before. Okay, yeah, okay. I, when, I, when I started. Dan's hairdresser. Dan's hair. 
I've done whatever. Fair a few times. Look, you don't go to like a barber shop, so you have a hairdresser. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know the strange thing about that, if you recall, and I don't remember. It's been a long time since you were doing my hair, but I get my hair buzzed, so I don't know why. I just still like going to places like that. But that's interesting. It's a creature so, of habit. Yeah. Yeah. Creature of habit. You just you get the same place, either the same place or the same person. It's right. just mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, I started there um, when I was fourteen. When I was still. Oh wow. Kind of, oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. So you can work that. I've, young known, back then? I've known Dan for quite a long time. Oh yes. I probably knew him as in high school. I worked as a receptionist there. Oh um, wow. I always kind of knew I wanted to do hair. That was sort of just yeah. that was just my thing. Right. Um, very nice. Yeah. Well, that's very cool that you actually met him there cutting his hair. Yeah, I did. That's yeah. a cool story. That's a, it's a funny it's a funny story, but yeah, I did, and uh, cool. I was like, "Hey, you look good. Let's hang out." That's like <laughs> the Facebook was kind of there, and I'm like, "Is oh, it yeah. weird if I cut his hair and he leaves and I friend request him?" But no, not at all. Um, not nowadays. N- not nowadays. Especially. Yeah, ten years ago, I don't know, but yeah. I did it yeah, anyways. Hey. Who cares, right? Yeah. Look but, what um, it, look what it brought you. Yeah, though. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I met him and. Um, and eventually, he's from the Apopka area, born and raised here in Apopka, went to oh, Apopka High School. Yeah. Well, he was born in Winter, Winter Park, but yes, he's there. Okay, all, but he was raised here. Born and raised system. in Apopka, yeah. yeah. So just kind of, I floated sort of this way to Apopka. Yeah. And I've, we've been here, I've been here for about 10 years now, but okay. yeah. Pretty so much from Florida. You're an Apopkin. I, a Popkin. Popkin. Yeah. Well, <laughs> me too. So a Popkin, a Poopkin, whatever. I, I, I was born here too. I was born in Apopka as well, yeah. way back in the Dark Ages. <laughs> Yes. So, so crazy. I, I think everyone, you know, as we started our uh, podcast, one of the first things we focused on was like charities and philanthropy. And I won't get too deep into that, but we sort of noticed between the two of us right away that that it feels more important than really anything else. When you when you hear that a difference has been made on any level, mm-hmm. um, it you start feeling like, you know, this is fun doing the podcast, but this feels important. This feels more important than just us goofing around and having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And and so we've, we've uh, gone to some charities and taken part in events and helped raise money and stuff. And what I feel like I've learned is that it seems like when you talk to people, everyone's drawn to a specific Mm -hmm. group event or a charity event. And it's usually because they've been personally affected by the cause in some way. So I know this is a hard topic Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard for me to ask it. But can you tell us how you came to be involved in childhood cancer awareness? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So. I had kind of known a little bit about childhood cancer as a whole because uh, we did have my my dad's cousin, her son, uh, we just say my cousin, mm-hmm. uh, was diagnosed with osteosarcoma when he was uh, eight years old, I believe. So I had kind of known a little bit about childhood cancer. You know, we kind of just through the family sort of hear about it and stuff. Right. Um, but I never thought it would affect me personally. Um, Which is what I think most people think. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they do. Um, kind of like it won't happen to me or won't right. happen to my family yeah. or to my child. Um, and it did. Uh, September of 2017, my son had just turned three on uh, September 2nd. And he was fine. He he started school. And one day, out of nowhere, we we're getting ready for school. And he woke up with like a limp. He started limping. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he's like, oh, you know, my leg and my leg hurts. I'm like, Okay, that's a little weird. And I remember like sending the video out to some of my friends of him limping and just kind of like, I don't know, he's doing this really weird thing. And I'm very kind of in tune with things. And I thought maybe he just heard it at school. Like he just started school, you know, whatever. Um, I had taken him to the doctor. He was previously sick. So they said it was, you know, what you call toxic synovitis, which is kind of like where inflammation can go into the joints. 
Okay. Right. So causes a yeah. limp, maybe some, just take some Motrin, things like that. It'll go away. It'll go away. Right. right. Well, he was living on Motrin for about a week or two. We celebrated his birthday at Disney. Um, he stayed mostly in the stroller cause he couldn't walk. But other than that, he had no complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurricane Irma came, you yep. know, hit and, um, the limp had started to really go away. So I thought, okay, well, you know, it's going away. Great. Well, the hurricane came, of course we lost power. Everyone was out of school. So we decided to go to Disney a couple times that week to get out. Some people didn't have power. So that was like our yeah, power. Yeah, of course. yeah. And, um, the last day we went, he just was not himself. Well, kind of that whole week, but really on that last day, he is not a napper. Like he's not a napping kid. Yeah. Like, and he would tell me he was tired all the time. You know, mommy, I'm so tired. Mommy, I just want to take a little nap. I'm like, Okay, well, maybe he's old enough now. He recognizes when he's tired. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell me he's just tired. Okay. Sure. And we went to Disney and he, I don't think, smiled hardly at all. And we went with his cousin who he loves. So when he's with her, like them two, like they play yeah. so well and he wanted nothing. He didn't want to eat. He, it was just weird. You could just yeah. tell he was not feeling I, good. Something was up. Right. Yeah. So me and my husband went on a date night that night and he was supposed, that's supposed to be the first night he was going to stay at his grandparents' house. And, um, we went on a date that night to go see a movie. And in the movie, my stomach was just, it was very upset. And it just kind of like, it was in knots, like something just didn't feel right. Yep. And I kept telling my husband, I'm like, I think we should take him in. We should just take him in. And he's like, no, you know, we'll go tomorrow. It's, it's late already. I'm like, no, I really think we should go. Maybe he's just dehydrated between the hurricane and maybe all the Motrin and he, you know, being Disney. at Disney and yeah. it's hot and maybe he's just really dehydrated. We'll get in. No one will be there. We'll get some fluids and we'll be out. We'll be home. No big yeah. deal. Well, That's we went like in. Mother's intuition. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. had that gut feeling. Yeah. I had some yeah. something, something. And we uh we went in and I gave him the whole backstory, the limp, everything. His labs were really good. Like they looked amazing. They didn't, he wasn't dehydrated. I'm like, okay, that's hmm. weird. They did an x-ray um, of the hip area and stuff. And that's when I'm really thankful for the ER doctor and the, and the radiologist that was kind of on that night because right. they pretty much came in and they were like, well, we don't like to say the C word, but we saw like a little something on the, on the x-ray on the hip. We're going to go ahead and admit you just to see what else is going on. Plus it was like one in the morning. They probably just wanted to, <laughs> You know, sure. like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I didn't think so anything. So your thoughts it. still at that point were like, yeah, they're just going to find something that's, you know. Yeah, I'm like, he's, the limp is gone. Why do you keep focusing on the leg? It's, he's not even limping anymore. Right. There's yeah. nothing wrong. Okay. Yeah. So we got admitted, you know, the next day they ran some more and they said, they came back and they said, oh, well, he, it's a fracture. I'm like, a fracture? It didn't make sense to me. I'm yeah. like, I don't. So then they kind of were like, well, you need to try to remember what happened. You know, did he fall? Yeah. They start kind of looking at you. I'm like, listen, I'm a helicopter parent. I'm telling you, unless it happened at school and they didn't report it. Yeah. Nothing happened. I don't, you know, um, the orthopedic came in and said, "Mm -mm, that's not a fracture. I'm like, okay, wait. So the doctor's saying it's a fracture. Ugh. The specialist is like, it's not. It's a roller coaster already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two, three days in there. And he started to do this thing where he wouldn't really turn his neck. Like he would just kind of turn his whole body. And eventually I just pretty much told him, I was like, he's still not eating. I'm not leaving till we figure out why. And they went ahead and just did like a whole stomach ultrasound. Who knows? And every um, test, every do, test that because yeah, this that, parent wants it done. Exactly. They're going to do every exactly. Test. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well, he's not eating. Uh, you know, part of me said, well, we're in the hospital. It's really crappy hospital food. Like, yeah, sure. I don't eat it either. I don't blame him. But he just <laughs> in his lymph nodes, you could start to see there were swelling in the lymph nodes. Oh, wow. And so that's when I was like, okay, he's not moving his neck. Now there's swelling kind of in the lymph nodes. What else is going on? Yeah. Um, 
So they had to have noticed at this time that you were a very intuitive parent that is noticing these oh, yeah. things about your <laughs> oh, child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. They, they, we had to, we had to figure it out, you know, and, and I was going to kind of do whatever it took to sort of, when, when your gut, when you don't feel like you, if they give you an answer and it just doesn't sit right with you, yeah. keep going because you that is your gut. That is your gut, whether you want to sort of, you know, some people are really intuitive with their guts and, you know, some aren't. And I do this entire journey. I've been that same way where my heart wants to tell me it's, this is not true, you know, but my gut says, well, this could be true. And I battle with that alone. But I always have told people, even now, like, you know, if you get an answer on something that you think could be wrong with your child and it doesn't sit well with you, keep digging, just keep going. So not to interrupt the story (laughs) here, but um, there's science behind that. Angie and I've (laughs) talked about it. She knows more about it than I do, but there's what they call a second brain in your gut. They're starting to learn mm-hmm. more about it, but there's real science behind that mm-hmm. being a real thing. Yeah. It's hard to trust it for some people. It's, it's, and it's, I, and I could see how that is, is hard because it's, it's like I said, it's hard to know. Is that like a feeling or is it my nerves? Or is it fear? Is it fear? Right. Is it your heart? Like, are they, it's, you know, and it, it's hard. It's yeah. very hard. But the science behind it would say it, it's um, telling you something <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there are the same neurotransmitters that are in your brain or in I your gut. It. So and I'm an overthinker crazy. too. So yeah. sometimes I'm like, is it me overthinking causing right, right. my gut to believe what my mind wants? Like I could. Yeah, go. of course. <laughs> but also go. when you go to the hospital and you're going through something like this, sure. you it's your right to ask those questions sure. and to ask for more, a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. It's your right. Yeah. So, and a lot of people just, don't think that they can do that really, but yeah. you can. Or they're scared to. Or they they're don't, scared they're, to And I'm question. kind of that person. I'm like, uh, you know, you're the professional. I yeah. don't want to yeah. say, I kind of grew up in the medical field. You know, my mom's in integrative medicine now. And my whole life I've kind of been with that, with her in and out of hospitals. I, so I'm a, a lot more knowledgeable in the, a the, medical aspect mm-hmm. than probably some people are. Sure. So, and I also have that help kind of from her where she's like, no, do this or do that, or you should ask for this yeah. or ask for that. So I'm lucky, yeah. but I also have that, that sort of gut intuition. And, um, well, that's smart of you to keep asking for them to continue. I did. Yeah. So we ended up, um, I, I'll, I'll never forget. And I, this, this part of the story, I, I feel like it kind of, it, it sort of hits home sometimes to people. So if you're, if you're sensitive, you know, it, it but can, listen, yeah, listen through for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I remember I was, getting, we were waiting for the results to come in and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go get a uh, lunch at Panera bread. It was right down there. My husband was in the room and everything. And I was leaving. And as I'm leaving, I hear, you know, miss rolls. And right then I don't know what it was, but I knew it wasn't good. Literally mm-hmm. like it, I just, I knew it. And I turned around and I was like, yes. She said, are you leaving? Are you going to be, you know, I said, well, I was just going down to get some lunch. Do I need to stay? And she said, well, you know, if you could, that would be great. Right. Um, and even talking about this now, kind of bringing me back, it, it uh, kind of hits my emotions. So sorry. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I knew right then and there that it wasn't good. And she said, I have to go. Um, I'm waiting, you know, for, for someone else to come and we'll be right in. And I remember I said, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. And I walked in and I slammed my purse down and I looked at my husband. I said, it's not good. He's like, don't say that. He's a very positive person. I'm kind of like the realistic, like, that sounds like us. I would be like, just think positive. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's the, it's the gut. It's the feeling. That's what it is. And, and I said, it's not good. I'm telling you, it's not good. It's not good. And he's like, just relax. Just let him. 
and I was shaking and I was terrified and she, the uh, doctor came in. I don't know who this other person was that she was with. I think it's just support. Mm -hmm. And she literally came in and I felt like then I was in a movie and she took Mm -hmm. a chair and I was sitting on one side of the bed. My husband was on the other and she sat down and she was like, you know, we, we did the ultrasound and it came back and I'm like, okay. And she said, we saw something on his adrenal gland and we think it's, you know, neuroblastoma. I'm like, okay. And that is what? And she's Uh like, it's a form of cancer. And I could do nothing. I just kind of stared at her. You're numb. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, and she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Gotta be strong. Like I'm good, you know? And they're like, okay, well, you know, we will get the oncologist that's on call and they'll come up and they'll, and from then on, you know, some people don't remember everything. I don't remember exactly everything that happened um because it does it just snowballs right yeah. there and i it's looked like at my husband off, right? it, it was like it was yeah. literally like a bomb it's like a you threw a grenade and i'm just waiting for it to explode yeah really it. i feel like they should have counselors on hand in in the rooms yeah yeah and maybe happens. that i don't know maybe that's what she was it could have been i i don't know yeah. who the other person was like maybe it was just a nurse to support her because yeah you know sometimes i, th- I think about it, you know sh- this doctor that was in there she's not an oncologist doctor she is just you know the, she gets to relay the information she, yeah and mm-hmm. and do, i can't imagine how hard it is that she has to come in and tell a family that their child has cancer. And she probably doesn't even know, you know, she probably has a little bit of information about each type of cancer, but you know, like an oncologist would, she doesn't know everything, you know, the chances or she's not a specialist. Exactly. Yeah. So to have to come in and on average, you know, 43 kids a day are diagnosed with cancer. So on average, you know, there are the 43 doctors a day are having to come in and, you know, yeah. diagnose a child and see a family go from like, hey, he has a fracture to holy crap, I have to fight for my life now or, you yeah. know, my son's sure. life yeah. now. And the first thing you ask are that you think of is, OK, is he going to die? And what are his chances? And yeah. what the heck is neuroblastoma? And yeah. Google is like your best friend, but like your worst oh, enemy yeah. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. anybody hears the C word, they automatically sure. hear death. That's the, yeah. the yeah. anybody you've talked sure. to, first thing you think of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it just, you know, things just, it was hard. I, I just, I remember me and my husband, we just, we cried and we cried and we cried. And I had a, you know, I called my boss at the time, um, which is kind of funny because at the salon I was working at, like we raised money for a cancer foundations um, mm-hmm. that like help other kids and I never it that's why I kind of say sometimes life is a full circle because I never would have thought that now I'm kind of relying on this foundation and we're a big part of this foundation my son does a lot of things with them and and um yeah you know it, it's it's all like a full circle now yeah and I just remember having to call her and Something tell her what they thought, thought. she was the first do. person I called yeah. yeah and my dad I didn't want to call my dad I because he's a lot like me the anxiety and the worry and I didn't want to have to call and tell him that they think it's cancer. Yeah. So that's, when did you they find out, or when did you guys find out that it definitely was cancer? Well, the date was September eighteenth, uh, so it took about three days to yeah. really. Um, I mean, really, when they came in and told us, because neuroblastoma originates on the adrenal gland, so it was like ninety percent sure that it was neuroblastoma. Right. Um, but then there is a whole slew of testing, especially with this type of cancer, that they have to do. It's not just oh, well, we can, um, you know, do bone marrow biopsies. It's CT scans, um, with a special scan called an MIBG scan. Um, 
uh, MRI of the brain. They do bone marrow biopsies, which is where they actually go in with a needle um, in the back uh, of the the hip area oh. in the back. Of course, they, they knock them out, but yeah. they go back in there and they dig literally in your bone because the marrow is kind of in the yep. bone and they dig in there and mm-hmm. take it out. And they want to test and see if it's in there at all. And my son had it everywhere. Like, I, I don't know how he didn't complain except for the limp. He had three fractured vertebrae. He lost an inch of height. He had disease in every vertebrae. Um, he had oh it in, gosh. in the hips, in the bone marrow. I'm not sure exactly how much bone marrow, but he was definitely probably 70 to 90% in his entire bone marrow, which wow. is your blood system, right? Yeah. So it's going it everywhere. Everything. The, the skull, I mean, I could totally get into it, but it, it was, it was everywhere. I don't think if we would have found it when we did like, I don't know how long. So this is why it's so important to you to bring mm-hmm. awareness. Absolutely. Because your child was normal, yes. running around, mm-hmm. maybe had, in, you know, there was all of a sudden, bam, he changed mm-hmm. in behavior. Yeah. So there was no definite sign. And with kids and cancer, there really always isn't a definite sign. Sometimes it's just constant fevers all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's a limp. Sometimes it's um, some kids, depending on how bad it gets, you know, they stop walking they, because it, it hinders the walk. I mean, there's no full on. Yeah. Oh, and every know, kid no is different or yeah. anything. So that, you almost yeah. just have to be, I guess there's a, there's a fine line between being like over helicopter parent type. And I tend to be that way when mm-hmm. I were younger too, probably still. Um, there's a fine line between that and being anxious about every little thing and not being aware enough. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's a very fine line. Cause yeah. it's funny when you say that he came out limping like that mm-hmm. with one of my children, I would have been like, Trauma. Right. Right. Like, right. Cause that's how right. his that's personality. How he, right. Right. I'm like, Oh, he don't want to go to school. Today right. Exa- exactly. You know what I mean, and he would have exactly. acted it up. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? I think it's, it's, it's hard. hard. It's, it's very hard. hard. It's hard. That. And you know, some, and he was just there for his three year checkup, you know, at the pediatrician. And you know, I can't, so I used to always ask myself, why me? Why me? Why us? Why my family? And still to this day, I will still ask that. And now I ask it in, in a different light. You know, why does my son get to, to do so well and sort of survive when the people that we've sort of started this journey with either haven't survived or, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I ask it in more of a, of a guilt now that I have um, in the journey, but there is no answer. There is yeah. no one to blame. There sure. is no one. There is nothing. It's just the hand we were dealt. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I know that's a long discussion too, probably, but how is he doing? He's doing great. Um, now it's been almost two years since diagnosis. September will be two years. Right. Um, we call that a cancerversary in our, in our world. Cancerversary. Yeah. yeah. Cancerversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's what you call NED. So some are NED, which is no evidence of disease. He's considered no evidence of active disease. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, it gets kind of lengthy with this type of disease, but he still has mature disease. That is, um, I guess you would say calcified would be the easiest way to yeah. say that. Um, so it's not active, but it's still like in his body. Dormant. So yeah, exa- dormant basically. Yeah. It's benign kind of. So usually they don't reignite. Now, 
with these type of cancer cells, you have to have about 10,000 cells in order for it to even be recognized on any kind of scan. So that's why they say no evidence of disease or active disease, because from what they can see on their scans, there is no evidence of any active disease right, right. now. Doesn't mean there isn't disease there. It's either not active or they can't see it yet. So the whole cancer free, um, you're not considered cancer free until after five years. Mm -hmm. Some people will say in remission, um, I guess you could say that he's sort of in remission, although he is still on treatment. So to me, in remission is kind of someone who's sort of off treatment. Yeah. You know, they're in remission for five years. Yeah. He's still on active treatment. Um, yeah, we've had to ask, travel. What a lot. is your mm -hmm. treatment that he's on right now? So right now he's on a clinical trial, um, which is, is you know, funded um, by a, an organization. And this is for right now it's four pills um, a day and it's basically an inhibitor. So they think that neuroblastoma uses certain pathways to sort of expand, you know, or ignite. So this inhibitor is used to shut down that pathway in hopes that the neuroblastoma cells don't, it turns them off. Right. Yeah. Is the, is the, is the hope in this trial. Um, do you have to go through testing? Does he have to go through testing still regularly? I would oh, assume. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Every month we go for labs and then every three months I travel, we've been traveling since, um, May of last year, we decided, uh, when, um, the hospitals here didn't really have, he wasn't responding to treatment. Um, part of that could be because he has such mature disease, um, that, you know, chemo attacks rapidly dividing cells. So mm -hmm. if he's not amplified or the cells aren't rapidly dividing, it's going to hit it at a slower rate. Right. Um, so his, it just wasn't really taking anything away. So eventually here they kind of ran out of options, I guess you could say. And they sort of didn't know where to go. And I took it into my own hands and said, well, we're going to go somewhere else. So we went to the next best place that we could find, which was in New York. And we traveled for almost a year there. Um, mm -hmm. Back in December of 2018, we had scans done and everything. And at first they said everything looked great. And then it came back on one of these scans that they thought he relapsed. Um, oh, no. I've been on both ends of the spectrum now. I've been on the end where your kid is diagnosed with cancer. I've been on the end where your kid is no evidence of disease. And right. then three years later, I've been on the end where I'm in, again, Home Depot. And, you know, I get the call. You know, the doctor wants to speak with you. Right then I knew it was bad. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I knew because if, if it's good, the doctor will call you. If it's not good, the receptionist calls to see if you can talk. Right. Yeah. And I, I, of course, was not going to pass up the opportunity no matter where I was at. And you know, that's when they told me that they saw some spots and I'm like, well, okay, what is, what does that mean? You know, with mm -hmm. his type of disease, it's a very, very hard disease. His is. So I could go into great lengths on that, but, um, them telling me that he relapsed was, I just, I fell to the floor in home Depot and I cried and you know, my son was there and I just, and that moment I just like, I, people were kind of looking at me, you know, cause they knew something was wrong. Right. And I just wanted to scream to everyone. I hate cancer. Uh, bleep 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 and yeah. you know and I just wanted I right then I wanted to spread the word about just cancer and how much I hate it and I can't believe this is happening and they immediately wanted to rush us like the next week or two for treatment to start another treatment um that's actually extremely um it's extremely radioactive. I would have not mm -hmm. been able to be in the room with him for a week. He would have sat in a lead room yeah. for a week. You know, oh my goodness. Yeah, chance of a secondary cancer is like seventy percent, mm -hmm. um, and it might not even work. I know. And you don't That's know. That's the, the scary thing. So did you decide not to do that? I did. Um, my gut, and here's where kind of the whole gut thing comes in. I again with my mom sort of being in in the industry and being able to look at labs and look at reports and read and the radiologist reports and stuff and. Once all of, you know, the 
we finally, we also do a PET scan, um, mm-hmm. which some know will can detect any, you know, the glucose uptake and stuff like that. And um, so we do those because of the way his disease responds to an MIBG scan. His disease will always show up on there. It doesn't mean it's active. So that's yeah. kind of where... I think the miscommunication can sometimes come in. So we always do a PET scan and his PET scan was was clean. It was clear. Mm-hmm. And when I kept looking at all these scans, I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. There's nothing that solidifies the other, the one test. There's nothing else to, to solidify that it is a relapse. And I told them and I said, I want to go get a second opinion. So I went to another, I go, we went to another hospital in Michigan in Grand mm-hmm. Rapids, who is also the doctor there. She's also a world renowned neuroblastoma expert. Oh, um, that's where you want to yeah, be. You have right? to, you have mm-hmm. to, yeah. you, you absolutely have to, um, especially for neuroblastoma. Yeah. You have to go to someone that specializes in it um, because there's protocol out there, right? So no matter what hospital you kind of go to, they all have the standard protocol. Sure. And there's, I guess standard unions, you know, there's a COG protocol and this protocol, but they're all kind of the same. It's what happens when your child doesn't respond to protocol is when you now have to venture out and find someone who's willing to deviate from that protocol and willing to not be so cookie cutter with your child and figure out exactly what your child's needs are. Because everyone's different. They are. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone is different. And this disease is different. Mm -hmm. I, this, it's very different. Um, So we left and went there and we, talk to her about it. He went eight weeks with no treatment. And I was absolutely terrified because I'm like, oh my goodness, if he relapsed, like if you relapse, there is, they say there's like a 0%, not that there's not a cure, but there's no protocol for it. Right. So they just, now you relapsed, we have nothing for you. We're just going to throw what we think may work, what may not work at it. And it's scary. So did the the specialist in Michigan recommend no treatment for eight or, or no. no, it was just kind of how it panned out. It was okay. over the holiday time. We found out on December 27th that he relapsed. So literally like right after Christmas. Right. So between day. like Christmas yeah. and New Year's, doctors are gone. Like they're gone. Oh, they're on yeah. vacation. And oh. I had mm-hmm. to fight insurance to get up there because it was like an out of network thing. So mm-hmm. um, I luckily have a very great case manager, but most don't. But I had to fight very, very hard to get him up there. And I was emailing and emailing and email. I mean, I'm, I'm relentless like with everything. So mm-hmm. I just kept going until I finally got a response from them up there. And I said, I want to come there for a second opinion. And there's a doctor down here that we now deal with who's also kind of specializes in neuroblastoma, not to the extent of the doctor up there. But if I had to go to him and he kind of works like with her group. Yeah. So if I had to, I would have. Um, So we eventually got up there and we did the testing that um, that we did. And he was he, in fact, was was clean, according to a PET scan and a CT. Wow. He was clear. So now I'm on the end again where. There is no evidence of disease, so I've kind of been on yeah. that roller coaster of emotions. Does it make you um, feel like if you got news like that, you're a little more, you feel more informed now that if it came from the standard protocols, then you would know, eh, probably not. I need to talk to the specialist again. Yeah, I mean, I always kind of think like we go for scans in three weeks, and mm-hmm. leading up to that, yeah, I can't imagine what that's like. It's very hard. But I mean, we just had labs, and those are kind of a little reassuring sometimes because yeah. you're like, well, the numbers didn't skyrocket, but that doesn't mean that there isn't disease. Yeah. It just detects maybe if you have a big tumor that is secreting anything and stuff right. like that. You yeah. know, sometimes some kids their labs are pinpoint exactly you know their disease, and mm-hmm. others they can relapse and they're perfectly normal. You right. would never know. Yeah. So when and you that scares do, me. When you go through the tests, uh, these regular tests repeatedly, is the specialist the one that sort of looks at those tests? 
Um, well, because we're on the clinical trial for up there, so Orlando Health down here does have, they have this clinical trial, which is something that he would normally have been on if he would have completed standard protocol. Right. You do this trial for two years. The ma- It's maintenance, basically, is what they consider it. We're what you call on the compassion trial, which is only offered in Michigan. So the doctor there runs it. But we go down here to a neuroblastoma doctor or just the hospital down here. They run the labs and everything, and then they send them up to oh, okay. her. So gotcha. she has everything because so it's what's needed for the trial. And whatever yeah. news you get, because it's going through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think about that sometimes. You know, I, I play all different kinds of scenarios in my head. You know, and it, 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 it sometimes it, it eats me up because I am an overthinker. And yeah. I'll play the scenario again of what if they tell me he relapses? What am I going to do if That's I'm in the room? Hard not to be for anybody. It, yeah. It, yeah, in that situation, yeah. Would I trust what she had to say and what treatment she would recommend? And you know, I do. I do. Yeah. I think so, it would depend on what the you, scans showed. I think you would, still. We've proven that you, by what you've said, yeah. that your gut told you yeah. in both instances. So I think it's important to still listen to that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I would, it would, and that's the thing. It would all depend on the scenario, what it of came course. back as, where yeah. they said a relapse was and biopsies. You know, I've known people that just this doctor alone said, you know, we're pretty sure that this is a neuroblastoma and they thought their daughter had relapsed and you know, it wasn't, it's a, it's, I forget what they call it, but it looks and acts it, it, it's, it's a fake neuroblastoma, but it shows up wow. on scans, right? Yeah. And the doctor that we, we go to up there, she said, but well, we're going to biopsy it just to see. And it ended up not being neuroblastoma. And I'm like, I was telling my friend, you are so lucky. And this is yeah. why I love this doctor up there in Michigan, because if I feel like if it was anywhere else, they, they would have just, just treated her. Yeah. They would have mm-hmm. been like, she relapsed and they would have treated her. And she didn't need it. Right. She, yeah. And you know, she's now on the same trial my son is on to, to help this. So I feel confident in the doctor up there and you know, they run a whole genetic testing panel on his tumor, his original tumor. And oh, wow, it's a whole lot of medical, yeah. medical stuff yeah. and jargon. Yeah, but it's interesting. But, um, so, you know, you've gone through this roller coaster of emotion with this. And I feel like, um, instead of just sort of focusing on your son and your family and, you've now, since all of that, you've mm-hmm. sort of um, reached out to the community. You talk about your, quote, your friend. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Other people that have children that are dealing mm-hmm. with this. You've started this, um, y- you've started sort of awareness going through Alex's Lemonade Stand. You've mm-hmm. started the Golden Warrior thing we're going to talk about mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, what, what sort of led you into wanting to get, uh, you know, sort of start helping other people that are dealing with this and not just, you know, a lot of people would just focus on their own problem. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, sometimes I want to, sometimes I'm like, I just, I I can't wait to be out of it. I don't want to be in it anymore. But, but that's the problem is that so many people don't want to be in it. They turn the head maybe because they've been affected by it personally or because it's a child. Um, or they, they maybe just, they feel like it's too much. It's too, too it's much. too much. It is right. too much for some people. It is. Yeah. It is. And to see a little child that has no hair and you know all these things, it's hard. It's hard for me. I, you know, my pictures pop up on my display thing all the time, and sometimes it'll have a picture when he was two years old, and it has a picture when he had no hair side by side, and I just stand there and I look at it. One, I'm like, wow, how far we've come. Right. And two, wow, I had no idea he probably had disease at this time. And then look, you know, and so I just really it started by really just kind of raising awareness. Of Popka for me, when my, when he was first diagnosed, I mean, almost immediately I, my friends, people that, you know, you kind of talk to, you're on Facebook 
friends with, but you're not like friends, friends with even those people just kind of, they were like, they rallied behind my family. They rallied behind us. We had two fundraisers set up, Mm -hmm. you know, within October, November of that year. And I mean, they went above and beyond for my family. The fire department went above and beyond for my family with the donations and just raising awareness. And when it started for me last year, you know, I was like, you know, I think I really just, you see pink everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm a little biased because I'm, I'm in a whole different realm and we, I think we yeah. all kind of have our sort of specialty or, or yeah. what we're really close with and childhood cancer is mine. And I said, I want, I want childhood cancer to look like breast cancer. I want September to be lit gold. Like October is lit pink. Yes. Yeah. And I had that drive and I said, you know, I have a big community. We're pretty known around here. I think we can have the help. I think we can do it. And so I started posting about it and immediately the fire department came through, the police department came through and I kind of have this sort of hashtag turn Apopka gold. And that was kind of, I just, every day I, I was yeah. like, I was like, you know, I just, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you just, you know, put a banner in the front of your thing that says I'm going gold for childhood cancer. Yeah. I can give you a picture of my son if you want. You know, I, I just, where people walk in and some people may notice it and some may not, but yeah. eventually in years to come, people will start seeing gold or yellow, either, either one kind yeah. of both is sort of the color, um, gold or yellow. And they will say, wow, that's childhood cancer. Just right. like when you associate see pink, it, you mm-hmm. associate that with breast cancer. Yeah. And that's yeah. my ultimate goal. And that's all of our goal in the cancer community, in the childhood cancer yeah. community. And I feel like every year it does get bigger, not just with a popka in of itself, but that last year kind of also helped inspire some other moms who are like in winter, uh, winter garden, um, over in Deland, Port Orange area that kind of inspired them to sort of say, Hey, I want my town to go turn gold too, or just do something. And it did. And it sparked a couple of other towns. And for me, that's kind of what drives me to do it. Even, even being in my own battle. Yeah. Well, we're going to hopefully help with with that and make that, uh, a. Really, every house. Let's get every house. Yeah, every house. and every business. And every, and every, every business, business yeah. at least. I mean, right? September, like, I mean, they've already got Halloween stuff out. You yeah. go get Halloween, orange, you know, Chris, or the yellow lights, Christmas lights. Some people so, will use their yeah. yellow Christmas lights and they just kind of display them. You know, I have a big ri- uh, gold ribbon around my tree that I kept all year long. Um, there's a, a hope, a little flag thing I have out front. Yeah. Um, uh, some people will you know, right on their cars, childhood cancer awareness month. I mean, it's just that some people have made wreaths for their doors or if sure. I'm, I'm creative, but I'm not created enough, yeah. you know, but there's people <laughs> that can make really good wreaths out there. Yeah. And I've seen some last year where they made them and they just hang them on the door. And even if it's just the mailman or male lady that comes to your door and, and like, sees it, people yeah. drive oh. by though and see oh, it. Oh, absolutely. And I, and right. So I know we're going to have some discussions about this off the air, about how we're going to help mm-hmm. with that and how we really want to help with painting a pop of gold. We want to see the ribbons and it's great that people are doing it everywhere but i think the ribbon seeing a ribbon everywhere yes is would really get people thinking what is that about exactly yeah. what is what is what does that mean why you am know? i seeing those all over the place in a mm-hmm. popka that's mm-hmm. what I'm, it, I'm hoping to add that's exactly yeah, yeah. it's to create like a, a a uniform type thing is wow i saw a ribbon here and why is there one there why do i yeah how do i get one there or you go. know the the um a popka police they wear or not they wear well they're going to be wearing ribbons this year luckily uh-huh. i was so excited about that one um we talked about that because with their uniforms they can't really wear, you know, yellow or of gold course. shirts and stuff. And they have to stay pretty 
clean and tactical gear. So, but yeah. they're going to, they're going to be able to wear a gold, a little gold, uh, ribbon, oh, which is nice. Great. And they have a gold, um, those magnets on the car that they, they did them last year, but it took a while to get in. So they were only on for like a week or two, but this year they have them. So every, all the cars will oh, have nice. the, yeah, yeah they oh, have nice. like so a gold the magnet mm-hmm. That's and then great. the fire department wears, um, shirts. Um, can't remember last year if they did it just on the weekends. I think it was. Um, but any little bit helps. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. people see it. That's Especially so, when, so when you're the fire department or police department. While we're into that, can you tell us, can you tell our listeners a little more about the Golden Warrior Project and the Golden, the Golden Warrior the festival. festival? Yeah, the Golden Warrior. It, the Golden it could Warrior be Golden Warrior. Project. Project. It's a project. Me, yeah. For me, it's a project of just going gold, <laughs> yeah. right? So it could be both. Yeah, the Golden Warrior Festival. That, yeah, the Golden Warrior Festival. What yeah. Can you tell everybody what that is? Yeah, so my main goal with this festival um, is to raise awareness again, you know, raise awareness, but have fun while doing it. Um, I feel like, you know, sometimes just you need to sort of entice people to, to come of out course. to have fun, but yeah. also while they're doing that, and mostly for kids is to sort of raise awareness that it could be your family. It could be your child mm-hmm. in that, um, this year where I'm raising money to go towards Alex's lemonade stand. Right. Um, and this foundation is a little close to me. Um, Alex was a little girl. Uh, she was born in 97, I think it was. And she was diagnosed with neuroblastoma as well. Um, she's the one who sort of came up with the lemonade stand idea when she was four years old. So they just started cool. a little lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I mean, I don't think my son, he's four. I don't, I don't think he would have any idea to do a lemonade stand, <laughs> right. but you know, it, some kids are just bright at that age and she wanted to do it to help raise money, you know, for, to find for research. And mm-hmm. even if it's 25 cents, it all goes somewhere and it all That's helps. Right. And it's added up over, over before she, she passed away from neuroblastoma cancer mm-hmm. uh, when she was eight years old. I think it was, yeah. In 2004, I think she raised almost a million dollars. That's amazing. Um, within that time frame. Right. Um, not, I don't believe it was just her alone, but just people who want to say, yeah. you know what, today I'm just going to host a lemonade stand. If your child in the summertime wants to set up a lemonade stand in their neighborhood, you can easily contact Alex's lemonade stand. Tell me you want to host a stand. They'll send you stuff to do it. Doesn't matter. Sell yeah. five cents. Even if you made $20, that $20. What I like is that she inspired. She was the inspiration exactly. for it. But this is a great way to get kids involved. So, mm-hmm. because we need to get kids, we talk about this a lot. Get your kids involved in being more aware of the needs of others. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and who cares if they don't make a dime? No. They're out there taking their time away mm-hmm. from their, you know, social life, exactly. playing or video You're games, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they're putting their effort towards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something that. It is mm-hmm. a real need. Yeah. And I, I've seen yeah. a lot of that with a lot of our followers um, or Aiden's followers, should I say. Um, I actually meet a lot of people and I always like to tell people, if you ever see us out in a popka, please don't hesitate to say hi. I hear that a lot. They're like, well, I saw you at this restaurant or I didn't want to bother you. Please bother me. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. I love seeing, uh, you know, people come up sometimes with their kids and I, you know, they'll send pictures of their kids that are sporting and Aiden's strong shirt yeah, and stuff it. like yeah. that. And now that he has hair, sometimes he's not as recognizable as he was when he didn't have hair and um, I had a client that said, Aiden, that, that Aiden. I said, yeah, he's, he's that Aiden there. She was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, I didn't put it together. Sure. Yeah. So if you ever see us out, you know, say hi, but, um, we do have a lot of the families that follow us and stuff like that. It's nice to see their kids will get in to support Aiden, even if it's just wearing an Aiden strong shirt. Um, yeah. I know at the elementary school, they do some awareness with childhood cancer. I think it's Dream Lake Elementary. And um, I've had people, you know, we want an Aiden Strong shirt, you know, to promote, to just put it out there because they were 
touched by us. They know us yeah. personally. Right. Or when you know somebody personally, it's you're more likely to mm-hmm. get involved with it too. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's. Un- I consider everyone who case. follows us like my friends, like our friends. Yeah. You know, there are friends, there are family, there are big, there are supporters. Honestly, sure. like without them, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard. It's really hard. Well, so them. it's funny. Before we kind of go back into what the sure. Golden Warrior <laughs> yeah. Festival not project years, is, no, no, no. <laughs> but um, we we've changed our schedule on the podcast here. We were going to interview you a while back mm-hmm. and we decided we want to do it closer to the sure. actual festival yes. project um, <laughs> yeah. but when we posted about it I, like our Facebook came alive and my personal oh we love Aiden all mm-hmm. people like yeah. from high school yeah. the people that don't yeah. even know from high school yeah. so it, that was really nice yeah to he's see. pretty he's pretty he's pretty well known you know we, we have almost 7,000 followers and a majority of them are from here you know yeah. just in Apopka we have a few that are like in Ireland and stuff which is actually really cool to see that is oh, cool. sure. um, they'll send him you know shirts and stuff and I love it because it, it's so cool to see that I think we have one from like Japan okay. you know how does it reach that far that's yeah. right first yeah. off is absolutely crazy um, but it's cool, really though. it's really cool to yeah. see but we do a majority of them are like from here in Apopka and so, you know and a lot of people are like oh wait and you start to kind of put two and two together yeah. and oh you know this person you yeah. know who he is I know what <laughs> like you know yeah just seeing how, how so many people care though that's, yeah. that's huge it's it's even still, I mean, you know, now that he's doing well, and this is the thing that sometimes people tend to forget is just because he's doing well doesn't doesn't mean the the fears aren't there, the cancer yeah. isn't there, or or the risk isn't yeah the risk isn't there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. his chance of relapsing any child with neuroblastoma is at fifty percent, right? Yeah. His chance of surviving five years is forty percent, forty to fifty percent. Mm. So, I mean, that's a big risk of not being able to make it, you know, till he's 10 years old, like yeah. how do you know? And that's, that's hard as a family to think about that. So even if a child is doing well, or even if they're not on treatment, or even if you don't, I'm not posting every day, or, yeah. you know, sometimes you only see things pick up when they tend to be sad, sad posts or not sure. good posts, but or the, their appearance. So let's, you know, yeah, talk the, about that just yes. because Aiden, you know, has hair and is talking your ear off and is running around and playing Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he doesn't still, you know, face some challenges or have risks. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So for the fest, for the festival Mm -hmm. itself, um, I know it's going to be at Beef O'Brady's in September. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're trying to do it as a, as a car and truck show this year. Um, uh, that's just to have people come out. Yeah. I feel like those are fun. You know, yeah. who doesn't love coming out looking at custom cars? Well, and if or you trucks have or... a car, you know you want to show it off. That's so yeah, you've got a fancy do. car right. truck. It's not just for driving around. No, you want no, to look at. no. There will be a lot of people there. It's going to be on a Saturday. It's going to be busy. We're going to pray. There's no hurricanes in September. Yes, yes. And so that's my birthday weekend. And I swear, it's either over Aiden's birthday or my birthday. There's always some kind of tropical disturbance. Oh, no. So let's all hope yeah. that that well, doesn't happen. Maybe um, bring an umbrella, but still, I, yeah, yeah, come out. I don't. Care Care, rain or shine we're right. gonna be out there yeah hey, the rain is fun to play in. It, is. it is live a little that's, right. that's kind right. of my thing right now is just live a little we run um, from it as adults but we want to run into it as children yeah we need to get back I, to that I, mentality that so true didn't think about yeah, that yeah start looking around when it starts raining buddy the kids are like Woo-hoo. hey i know i always tell and i'm like go play in the rain i can change your clothes he's finicky about that but um yeah so it's gonna we're we're hoping to turn it into a car and truck show but if that doesn't end up happening um it's still gonna be a great time just for families to come out learn a little bit eat food at beefs we're gonna have a face painter there henna artist um a bounce house or a game we're not sure quite yet on that um we're gonna have a train you know the train rides um for little kids um 
and a few other things. Uh, Fine that and D&G will be there. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. You guys will be there, of course. Um, that are going to be going on and just sort of, again, raising awareness, raising money for out. We're, we are going to have a lemonade stand out there. So, and mm-hmm. it's oh, actually nice. a kid that kind of runs it or started it for another friend of ours who has cancer here in yeah. Apopka for their son. Um, so he's one of someone will be out there That's doing so that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it really it really is. And to now have like a cool lemonade stand to go towards Alex's lemonade stand is going to be really neat. Yeah, um, that'll be great. I'm excited that, to see that, too. Yeah, that kind of worked out perfect. Um, you know, buy lemonade and, and we'll be taking donations for Alex's lemonade stand there. If you yeah. You want to um, enter your car or truck um, into the show. It is a $50 entry fee, but that's all going towards Alex's lemonade stand. So, you know, your donation is going to a good cause. Sure. Um, yeah. And this, this cause uh, they actually, and what I kind of explained to people too is, you know, Anon is a product of a clinical trial right now. It's mm-hmm. not the one, a one from Alex's lemonade stand, but it is a clinical trial that people have, have put funded. donations yeah. and the parents have started, they started this foundation and they all came together and said, we have to do something more. Right. And they just, and it, it sort of trickles down from that. Mm-hmm. So while Aiden is not a product of, let's say Alex's lemonade stand, he is still right now a product of a clinical trial. So yeah. that's what Alex's lemonade stand does. They, they do clinical trials for all types of cancers. And they just recently actually opened up a clinical trial for neuroblastoma. Oh, that's great. And all of that was due to the, to the, the funding and donations that people have given, um, whether, and sometimes if you want to host, say you want to host a lemonade stand and mm-hmm. there's a specific type of cancer, you want it to go to neuroblastoma, say you, you're touched by Aiden, you want to, you can donate specifically for that research, or if there's a different type of cancer or just as a whole, um, let them kind of delve it out where it exactly, needs to go. That's yeah. exactly what right. they do. So yeah. it, pa- it yeah, has so a very pa- to parents. To this is such a great thing. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a great thing to get your kids involved Especially in the in. summertime. That's wish, when the lemonade stands are big. Yeah. yeah. And I wish I would have done this with, I didn't get my kids involved in anything like I would, this. I, honestly, we weren't affected by anything I, I like this. Exactly. That's you know? the sad part of it. If you're I not know. personally affected, you generally don't get involved. And that's why my drive is so big is because when he was diagnosed, I, he was diagnosed in childhood cancer awareness month. I had no idea it was childhood cancer yeah. awareness month. Yeah. 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 And I, we, I don't I pretend to know. Until we talk to you. Yeah. No. I don't pretend so, to know. I, mean, to pre- I don't. I, I know I had, October because my mom had breast exactly. cancer. But really, a lot of people know October. Well, yeah. You know, everywhere you go, dealerships. I mean, I was so funny. I'll kind of point out, I'm like, that one should be gold. Like, (laughs) you know, I get a little like, and and my mother-in-law had breast cancer. So I definitely, I, I've been, I've been in, in that world, you know, and, um, you know, only 4% of the National Cancer Institute, um, you know, donation money goes for childhood cancer. 4%. 4%. And wow. that's an average. Some yep. years it's 3%. Some it's less. Some it's 5%. But yeah. on average, they get 4%. That's yeah. not much. You know, breast cancer gets 12. I think pancreatic cancer gets the, the same. So, you know, they're the most highest funding of any cancer. And that 4%, you know, 12% goes specifically for, you know, breast cancer or a different type of cancer. Childhood cancer, which can have 17, you know, 17 types of cancers and then the subgroups within those cancers. Mm-hmm. 4% is going to that entire group. Yeah. Not Divided. 4% to neuroblastoma. No, the entire group. Yeah. And, you know, I consider us, you know, 40 per 40, 50% survival is terrible. Mm -hmm. But there are cancers out there that in 30 years have, they have a 0% chance. So I try to consider myself, you know, lucky even with this, but it it needs, it can be better. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Well, so we're looking forward to coming to the festival and I'll put a link in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on your device, you can scroll down, click on the link, go find out how you can attend, how you can bring your car or truck. If you have one, how you can buy a t-shirt to help support things. Yes. Yes. The cutoff is soon. Yeah. The cutoff is soon because I'm trying to have them in time and I do have to have a 
minimum um, amount. I have to have like a minimum print of like 24 shirts and okay. we are not close to that. So I definitely got to start kind of getting that out there. Um, it's the same shirts that the, that the fire department wore last year. I think this year it's just a different color because they can't wear the mm -hmm. <laughs> same yeah. color as the fire department. Might mix that up. But um, it's the same um, cancer awareness shirts that design. they, that we'll they wear. We'll post the design as well. Yeah, then. absolutely. Yeah. And that's a, a, another great way because some people will ask, how, how do I support childhood cancer through the month? Wear a gold ribbon, a little gold ribbon with a pin every single day. I have shirts, this one I'm wearing now, I can't mm -hmm. see, but it says a cure worth fighting for. Right. Um, this Apopka shirt um, with the fire department, you know, it says, you know, believe and it has a cancer ribbon and you can sport that shirt. Your kids can sport that shirt. Um, sure. Not just in September. But What is the deadline for that? Um, August 1st would probably have to be the latest because I'm, like I said, they need about a month print time. So I'm yep. give them a little bit of leeway yep. um, so I can have them ready for pickup at the show. Okay. So we'll start posting about that yeah. as well over the next couple of weeks. To yeah. Try to and, drive and, up and we talked about the wreaths on the doors, the ribbons on yep. the doors. Lights. I mean, if you have trees, yeah. ribbon, I mean, I've seen people make little, like they went to the dollar store and they've got like the, the mason jars and they put, I don't know, like lights in the, they looked really cool all from yeah. the dollar store so for five dollars you, you can, can have some it. kind of with a little tea light outside that just kind of is a gold or yellow you know um bracelets and you know i might have some more bracelets left uh that we'll bring all right elena so this is a local event here in apopka tell us a little more about how the city of apopka gets involved and what kind of per participation how is the community and city helping out yeah. So, um, again, the biggest thing is kind of with the festival. So definitely you can participate if you would like to volunteer, we will eventually start calling for volunteers. Um, we're gonna have candy machines, uh, snow cone machines, stuff like that. So we'll definitely need some volunteers. Okay. Um, even if things. you have like a, a high school student or something that would like to just, you know, I, am not sure about being able to write off hours per se, cause I'm, I'm not a nonprofit, but, um, even if they just want to come and help out and yeah. just, it's only for a few hours, it's from 11 to two. So a few hours on a Saturday, mm -hmm. um, we should, bring our kids to we are going to, to. have them help yeah. yes. <laughs> yes absolutely well, my yeah. kids are grown-ups but i'm gonna make them come you know anyway. what it's okay <laughs> that it's okay it, it starts with it starts with the kids you know yeah. um uh, so if you want to volunteer time, um, obviously coming to the event and just sort of showing up, um, even if you can't making a donation to Alex's lemonade stand is a great way to participate. Um, sporting the gold ribbons, things like that, that we talked about. Um, the, the, the bigger aspect of the community, like the fire department and the yeah. police department, which they're actually going to have a bit, their big, uh, Popka SWAT truck will be out there as well. Oh, That's nice. awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I love, I love it when that thing comes. It just, it's so it's fun. Cool. To, yeah. Every time my son yeah. gets in there, it's different. It's a different reaction every time. It's yeah. Like, as he gets older, it's something new, but, um, the kids love that. So yeah. that'll be and out so there. So do adults. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like sitting in that bit. I feel like I'm in like a big, yeah. Invincible, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the A team, right? Yeah. Um, and the fire trucks will be out there and stuff. And so the, the, uh, fire department does sport the, um, the shirts, the same shirts we're going to be selling. Uh, I can't remember again if it's on the weekends, but they still sport the shirts through the month of September. Yeah. Um, they kind of talk about it. Now, last year when we were in New York traveling, actually the entire fire department came up there to do the stair climb. And we, I think there was like 20 of them and we used to stay at the Ronald McDonald house there. So even that's another really great thing for people to know is sometimes when you go to McDonald's and you see the, put your extra change for Ronald McDonald house, yeah. that helps a family like mine. Yeah. It, it costs on average about $35 a night for a family. And so some families can't afford it or we can ask for financial aid or write it off. So yeah. 
even your two cents going into a Ronald McDonald, that little bin either through the drive-thru or when you're yeah. inside. That's what um, I say. Every little penny helps. It does. And, and again, that's kind of helped us because we stayed at Ronald McDonald one time. We stayed there for almost two months. Wow. Uh, we were in New York trying to rev up everything. Sure. And can you imagine, even if it wasn't $35 a night, yeah, a hotel or even $35 a night for six weeks, eight weeks, yeah. that's a lot of money. And then you have to eat and you have to, you know, mm-hmm. so every little donation for that helps. But, um, so for those, that, those that aren't really clear on exactly what the Ronald McDonald house is, that's a, it's a quote house, but it's like a hotel where yes. families mm-hmm. can come and stay yep. when they're needing to travel for things related to this. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's your home away from home. It's basically, okay. you know, sort of a discounted way of staying when they, they, they have a great atmosphere there for, especially because there are some people that travel from China. For, I mean, from all, especially when I was in New York, majority of them are going to the hospital I was going to and they international. Um, the one in New York, I don't know if it's the biggest one, but it's probably pretty close to it. It's like 11 stories tall. Wow. It looks just like a hotel. Um, but they provide, especially during the summertime. I mean, we had so many experiences there that they provide and those are mostly generously donated from big companies yeah. in New York or just big companies in general. Um, you know, we did, we would have actors that would come there and meet with the kids. Yes. I got to meet Chris Pratt and that was amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. My son had <laughs> anesthesia that day and I made my husband stay back. I said, is it okay if just the mom comes like this? I could have to be here. Luckily he made it at last minute, but those are the moments that as families or as children, my son has no idea who Chris Pratt is. He loves the movie. We got to go to a private screening of his movie. He like sat in the movie theater with Which us. Which one? Like, Guardians of the Galaxy? Or no, uh, the second Jurassic, Jurassic World. Jurassic Park? Oh, no. Yeah, the Jurassic World. And Jurassic he signed, World, yeah. you know, a toy. My oh, son cool. has zero idea who he is, but in the future he will. But yeah. they sure. provide those for the families. Um, gives a relief too in the middle of all that trauma. It does. It's nice yeah. to have, yes. Even if it's just the mom going. It, it's, yeah. Oh, hey, I needed that more than anything. <laughs> you know, I yeah, that was, yeah. was something to, to look forward to. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, they, and so they provide food. Um, they'll have like volunteers that will come in um, and cook dinners and stuff like that. Oh, nice. So really your donations kind of go towards that, yeah. towards the people that can't afford it um, or even if they can. I mean, every... Every every little it helps anywhere you can alleviate and, and yeah because even if you can afford it it's still putting a huge financial burden on your it family. Does. As we're wrapping up here, we are wrapping up. Um, are there other any other charities or organizations, businesses that you want to mention or you want us to mention or put links to? Well, yeah, there's a few that I'll just kind of throw out there that are sort of helping us um, with this festival. Of course, you guys, Dan and Angie, mm-hmm. um, Love Your Melon UCF Campus Crew is they're actually a really big part um, of just children in general. So if you do have a child I'm in college or at UCF and they would love to be involved in um, doing good, especially pediatric cancer, Love Your Melon is kind of always looking to sort of add to their club. Um, and they visit hospitals um, for children. They do sort of special days for children. Um, they volunteer at a base camp, which is a foundation. Um, so they're a really good uh, campus crew. They're going to be a part of it. We love those girls. My son loves those girls. Um and uh, but love your melon in general. Uh, they're also uh, they've done a lot for I love my the family. Name. I love the yeah. Name. yeah. Love your melon <laughs> is in your head. Um, and I love when people ask me about it because I wear the hat. Love your melon, and um, some people say, you know what? What is it that? Stirs conversation. It does stir. <laughs> yeah. it, it can, yeah. And I, but I, for me, I'm like the first thing I say is, well, my son has cancer, and love your melon donates fifty percent of their uh, profits from their sales to childhood cancer research. 
That's pretty wow, amazing. That's so yeah. everything that if you go onto their website, you know, and you buy a hat or they, their big thing is their beanies. They're known for their beanies, um, which I have a ton of those, but here in Florida, can't really wear them. But they have, you know, headbands, shirts. I mean, you name it, they have it. And they all kind of yeah. say, love your melon. And um, 50, basically 50% of that goes towards um, childhood cancer research. And that's they donate amazing. to all different types of organizations on their website somewhere. It's it's in there. Everyone and how much they've donated to the organizations. Um, Aiden's been kind of a face of Love Your Melon too. So we we love them. Um, they're cool. great. So the girls are going to nice. help us with the festival. Um, we have Big Owl's Party World. Um, he's They're going to be donating either a bounce house or a inflatable game or something like that the day of um st john's law group is actually a friend of someone from um the love your melon uh, campus crew and their family is going to kind of help us you know it, it costs money if you if you can't you know sort of run off donations and stuff um to put something like this of together course, of course. so they're kind of helping us by kind of giving a donation for any supplies and and things little the little things you know that we may that need can add up that yeah. can add up mm-hmm. yeah um of course beefo brady's also for hosting this yes. for me. Um, you know, they hosted a fundraiser event for us when he was first diagnosed. And, you know, Ed, um, the owner, he's just great. Yeah. You know, he just, he he's fantastic when it comes to asking for these things or doing these things and hosting these things. And he's really great in the community. So yeah. I'm happy that we sort of get to use them. And it, it's great for them too, because it also gives people a place to eat. Yeah. Who sure. doesn't like beef? So everybody my talks half, about beef over yeah, my, Exactly. My half-sister... Joe Lynn works there now. Oh, does she? Yeah. 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 So, so I told her we're going to be up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll be up there. And it, it's a great time. It's it's a great time. Um, we might start uh, looking for stuff for raffles. Um, that maybe something yeah. we do. So, but thanks for sitting with us. I oh, know absolutely. this is not something that you want to talk about all the time or, or kind of relive like you did. But I think, um, you know, hearing your story for someone like me, and I have trouble with mm-hmm. even sure. fictional stories about kids. Sure. Um, but it makes me want to get involved and help mm-hmm. more and however I can. I know, Angie, you, mm-hmm. you feel the same way, but I think yep. people listening to the show here, um, you know, you don't want to be depressing and everything during the show. It's supposed to be fun to listen to a podcast, but, but it I think needs to be more, serious. Yeah. I think there's more value sure. in this because your story, I think for anyone that's had kids mm-hmm. and even people that haven't, it's very hard to hear. Yeah. And it, makes people want to do whatever they can to help. Mm -hmm. I hope it does. I hope that's, you know, in 10 years from now and five years from now, whatever it is, you know, even when Aiden's older, we always talk about this. He has no idea right now what's going on. You know, he he gets toys and fun. You know, he has a port and some people know what a port is, but it Mm -hmm. basically, it's a central line, but it's under the skin, you know, and Mm -hmm. it sticks out and he'll go around and show people his port. He was at the pool the other day and a little kid said, you know, what is that? I haven't had to explain yet to, to a, a, a littler kid or a child exactly what cancer is or what he has. And I still don't know how, I still don't know how to tell my own son, like you have cancer. Like I, I don't, some parents do. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what the easiest way is for him to even comprehend it. And I sort of want him to keep his innocence, sure. yeah. you know, and not have to think about that because kids do, they, they, they will think about things even when you don't think they do. Of course. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, he was talking about the port and he'll show you his port and he'll, we call it his <laughs> shark so bite. He's oh, full of scars all over. And one day, you know, I want him to sort of take on what I'm doing. And even if it's yeah. not, until he's in high school. I want him to raise awareness for, yeah. for kids yeah. that are just like him. And I, I hope he is a product of the clinical trials that and he makes it and he mm-hmm. he does good and he's humble when he's older and he can help 
other kid that maybe are even going through it, you know, like, Hey, I went through it. Yeah. We'll do it together. Like, you know, some days I want to be out of this, but then some days I mentor program. Yeah. That even that would be cool. Just because we like, we need support, even though we're not, we're not in it as much as we did. Like, you know, we need support. And even if it's just, you know, I think it was last week or the week before I got a, a message on Aiden's page and it just was like, she just, you know, I want to tell you that you have helped me. You've helped me want to raise awareness. You've brought this to my attention mm-hmm. and you're so strong no, and you're I this and you're that. And for me, like it was a day that like, I just, I needed to hear it. Yeah. You know? And so, so I tell people, don't ever be afraid to say hi to me. Don't ever be afraid to, you know, private message me, email Aiden or message Aiden's page. Don't ever. Because yeah. they might feel life, like they're, just, they might feel like they're bothering you because you have so much going on. But what people no, you don't help realize. Me. He'll talk to you. Aiden will talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and you need that interaction, too. I do. You know? Yeah. You yeah. need yeah. people that are going through a struggle. You might not. You don't have to talk about the cancer. No. People Mm-mm. just talk, talk about, about life. Life. Just, on? hey, mm-hmm. what's up? Hello. Yeah. Make it a positive conversation. Sure. Absolutely. And And then I also wanted to say about, you know, when people, sometimes people don't know where to get started when giving back. It it doesn't have to be big. No, not at all. Come out to the event, you know, come out just to come for a fun day. Mm -hmm. And and people say, oh, I don't, I don't have any money to donate. I I have 10 bucks. This is why I try to put in our posts that, you know, rather than not donate because you only have a little bit of money, every little bit of that will add up. Sure. And it, it really does. That's why they say, you know, even if you charge 25 cents for a cup of lemonade or you want to charge $25, you know, it all adds up. And, you know, I'm not uh, a huge um, donator type person. I don't donate to a lot of things, but even if, you know, I know five below in June was doing a big thing for Alex's lemonade stand and, you know, yeah, I'll donate a dollar. Just, you know, I'll donate, you know, and it, yeah, it, thousands all of, of people that, go through there. It's exactly. thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. And it all, even yeah. if you don't, you don't have to donate for me. It's just, it's kind donate of opening your, your, donate your, your time. Mouth. Exactly. Your yeah. time or even just taking a, a cancer fact, childhood cancer fact that you may learn or you'll see me post or things like that. Yeah. And, um, just talk about it. Sure. Yeah. And, or that's what I was going to say. Another great way is to post that you're going to an event mm-hmm. that is about cancer awareness because right. that's going to reach more people and they're going to say, where are you going? Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. All um, right. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we're done. All Even right, though we yeah. said we'd wrap it up <laughs> five minutes ago. Yeah, talk yeah, a thank lot. you so much for sitting there. Oh, absolutely. To us thank you for having really me. Appreciate yeah. it. And, all right. Uh, we're really excited to come to the event. We'll yeah, I, we're, I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. So. It's going to be great. We hope to see all of you out there too, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. We'll be right back after a quick break. Are you looking for a terrifyingly good cup of coffee? If so, head over to the Coffee Shop of Horrors in Mount Verde, Florida. I accidentally discovered this place because the outside of it is done up like uh, almost like a haunted house. There's a skeleton or a skull on the sign, and inside the place, it's equally as spooky with memorabilia from comic books and art that's all spooky. There's a couple of fake trees in there that are done up like Halloween, but most importantly, They have really good snacks like donuts that are compliant with both the Plant Paradox diet and the Paleo diet, and their coffee blew me away. The La Lorna is the flavor that I tried, and it was amazing. And the staff there are amazing as well. I was able to meet with the owner or undertaker, as he's called, Nick, really nice guy, came up and told me all about how they prepare their coffees, how they can grind to order, 
um, how they make so many different flavors and they're really creative names too. Um, all the casing and all the packaging is like spooky faces and different characters. But again, most importantly, the coffee and the snacks are amazing. I can't recommend the place enough. Can't wait to get back there because it's now one of my very favorite coffees. That's the La Lorna. Again, I think it's called. It's the Coffee Shop of Horrors located in Mount Verde, Florida. You catch them at coffeeshopofhorrors.com. And when you go, tell them that you heard about them on It's All Fine and Dangy. Hey guys, welcome back. And now it's time for our information station. I'm not doing it with the train noises. <laughs> <laughs> But I did want to take a minute to sort of reflect on the interview that we had with Elena and thank Elena again for coming to talk to us or actually inviting us to their home to talk to them. We got to meet Aiden. So sweetest little kid. So cute. He Talk was, your ear off. <laughs> he was telling me about they were he wanted to go do putt putt golf that they they'd recently done and not, funnily yeah. enough I have done putt putt golf at the course he was talking about and I still love putt putt golf but uh Sweet, sweetest little kid. It's the first time I've ever met him. And because we're getting ready to record and he was leaving with his dad, um, you know, we didn't really get a chance to talk too much. But Elena was like, oh, he'll talk your ear off. And I was like, I would love that because, you know, I yeah. love to talk to little kids that like to talk. It, yeah. You know, he's just full of energy and it was I, great. I know. I texted Elena, tell her thank you. And I said... You know, it was nice meeting Aiden. I'm sure he could keep us entertained for hours. No doubt. I mean, literally, you could probably yeah. just, you know. And he was super inquisitive, too. Like, he mm -hmm. was talking about the, um, down at City Walk, the putt-putt golf with the, with the haunted house. Yeah. And he was telling me about the different holes, and did you knock your ball up to the haunted house door and all oh, this stuff? Gosh. And I said, you know, I don't remember, but because it's been a while. You were having a deep conversation. We were, but then I said, <laughs> I said, the other part of the golf course, there was like space aliens and stuff. And he said, which one? And I said, the one right next to the... Um, the one right next to the haunted house. And he's like, well, I didn't do the space alien one. You know, you could tell he was just, he he's, probably he's, always picks the other one too. He, he probably likes that one. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, he, he's a, he's a very sweet kid he's and it was pie. very, uh, it was very nice to meet him. But, um, we did a little research after we talked to Elena to kind of more clearly define for those of you and those of us that may not know exactly what neuroblastoma is. We, what I knew from talking to Elena is that it's a form of childhood cancer, but I didn't really know much more beyond the fact that it sort of starts in the adrenal gland. Yeah. Um, what I found out is, by definition, neuroblastoma is it's malignant tumors that are composed of what's called neuroblasts, plural, which are basically immature nerve cells that a fetus makes as part of the development process. So it's it's normal to have these neuroblasts. But typically, they'll turn into a nerve cell or fibers that turn into the actual adrenal glands, or they just sort of dissolve and disappear over time as the fetus develops. But sometimes they don't mature into these cells or fibers, and instead they continue to grow into a tumor, and that's when it becomes the malignant thing, and that's when it becomes cancer. So um, essentially, neuroblastoma starts in the womb. Yeah. So really, how how can you tell? Right. You how know? would you know? That's right. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, when you're speaking medical terms, it's like right over your head unless you've been to school for something like or that. You've, or you've had a personal oh, experience. Yeah, like or this. you yeah. have a personal experience. So just the two, the two words, neuroblastoma, what that means, neuro always has to do, it basically means nerves. Right. Okay, so it has to do with the nerves of your body. Sure. Blastoma usually refers or always refers to basically um, a cancer that can affect immature or developing cells. So that goes right along with, you know, 
kind of what you looked up about how it's attacking those cells in the developmental process. Right. Yeah. And it's, I did a little research on the American Cancer Society website about yep. some stats, um, you know, and they'll be a little different on any of the major .org websites sure. that you may go but to. But it gives you a general it's perspective. It's going to give you a perspective. But, the you know, um, neuroblastoma is the most common cancer found in infants less than a year old. And I found that, I mean, it makes sense now that you just told me kind of the definition of what it you is, know, yeah. kind of breaking it down a, you know, a little more simple. Yeah. Um, and the average age of diagnosis is one to two. So we met Aiden today. He was diagnosed a little later. Yeah. And I think that is what happens is that, like um, Elena said, he was fine. Yeah. There wasn't any signs, and all of a sudden there was these signs. Right. It, that happened later. And you know it, that she said she is a helicopter parent. I know a lot of people don't like that. I have always been sort of a helicopter parent, and I think part of being a helicopter parent of a younger child, especially because I was worse when mine were younger, is wanting to make sure you're watching out for signs, wanting to make sure you're in tune with anything that could be wrong. And so it's a blessing that she was like that yeah. because if you're just drifting along and, you know, you might take it with a grain of salt and ignore your gut and stuff like we talked about and just, you know, until things have gotten worse, if they could be any worse. But it, it makes me wonder too, I'm not a doctor, maybe someone could tell us, but neuroplasma, I'm sorry, neuroblastoma being such a, such a large amount of children being affected by this type yeah, of thing. 800 new cases a year. And it, and the other thing was 6% of all childhood cancer is neuroblastoma. That's I mean, crazy. So why isn't it a standard sort of test of the fetus or of a newborn baby? Or is there no way to test until they've developed further? This These are questions I, I don't know the answers no, to. I think I did read something where sometimes it can be detected in utero, but... That is probably for parents that are high risk, mothers that are high risk, a little older. Sure. Maybe, you know, they've, um, you know, had some assistance in getting pregnant, something like that. Yeah, or I they're guess, high risk or something. But I guess I thought since it, affect, it affects so many children, why isn't it standard protocol? You know, I know she talked to, Elena talked a little bit about how they had to go in and get bone marrow. And it sounds very intrusive. And maybe yeah. that's something you can't do with a, a little infant or an unborn baby. But... It just seems like affecting so many children it, that it should be some sort of a standard test. You would think that there's a marker for it or something in the blood to look for. that they could look for. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's an answer out there. And I'm I sure hate they're that. working on it too. If there isn't already, I'm sure this is something that all these organizations that, you know, when you see places like Alex's Lemonade Stand yep. or other places, um, like what was the other one? Um, Love Your Melon. Yep. that helps with things like this, that they are searching for those answers too. You so would that's think why so. it's important that, you know, when, you know, every dollar counts. It really does. Just, you know, and I and I, and I I hate to leave these sort of unopened or unanswered questions. I don't normally do that. Normally we do our research, but I couldn't find anything about that. So it was just something yeah. I pondered. But you're right. This yeah. leads back to things like Alex's Lemonade Stand, things like the Golden Warrior Festival or you know, love your melon, the UCF campus crew thing, that the money that they're coming up with to do more research, perhaps that's the type of research that's being done. Like how yeah. can we how can we find this earlier? How yeah, can we help yeah. to prevent this from getting worse? And not think, not just help how do we cure it. Yeah. And I think it's important for parents 
you know, this isn't something that, you know, Elena wasn't worried about this every day of her life or anything, but I think it's important for us. And we talked about this to never say that this something horrible like this or any something horrible can never happen to us yep. because it can, it can happen to any, any of us. Any it day. can happen to our innocent kids. Yep. You know what I mean? Who haven't done anything to cause a cancer. This is just it's not a lifestyle thing. Something right. that happened, yeah. you know, some little flaw in our, in our body, yeah. you know, our bodies are not perfect, right. you know, that, yeah. that went haywire, yep. you know, and, you know, hopefully we will find a cure for this horrible epidemic that we have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I feel about it. Sure. <laughs> um, but I think it's p- important that parents aren't like constantly worried and Googling and, you know, getting false information. But I think it's important that when there are events like the Golden Warrior, Warrior Festival coming up, attend it so yeah. that you can, you know, there's going to be information there so that you are aware. Yeah. Because even if you don't have kids and you have nieces and nephews, if you go to things like this and you find some information, you read about it, maybe there's somebody in your family that says, hey, my son started like acting real lethargic and he was having this issue. And you remember this, these stories yeah. and you can go, hey, just get him checked out. Yeah, you I mean, yeah, Here's exactly. Some resources. So, so not to be a hypochondriac, but no, to make no. you take things a little more serious, maybe when you need to. And um, yeah, I would totally agree. And to sort of tie into that, this we'll be uh, promoting the festival more and more leading up to it. As we go into this next month in August, we're going to be talking about hashtag Turnapopka Gold because we are going to be making a very large effort to help Turnapopka Gold with Elena and. So when you see Angie on the streets going from door to door to all the businesses, that's right. Talking about you know, or asking if they can you know purchase this huge gold ribbon yep. to represent all through September. We'd like to have it through August too. You know, as soon as they get the ribbon, they can put it up. Right. And you know, to support Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, which is in September. That's right. And so. With the, it will provide more specific information very soon, but with the bows, you'll be able to tell that the bows we're putting together are specifically for the Golden Warrior yes. event. We love the idea of a popka being uh, turned gold regardless, but to officially support the event, to officially support Alex's lemonade stand, to officially help out Elena and Clayton, um, uh, Aiden. Aiden's dad, mm-hmm. and uh, Aiden himself, of course. You know, this is this is how you can really be an official part of supporting that by buying a ribbon, by coming to the event, by buying a T-shirt. We're going to be posting links again. Um, it's actually on the Golden Warrior site. We'll be putting links in the uh, description mm-hmm. of the show. But also how you can buy a shirt now. The deadline is approaching for buying shirts. August Angie, 1st, I think. Yep. yep mm-hmm. Angie and I have, have purchased ours and we'll proudly wear them and we encourage everybody else to do the same. Um, normally in the information station, we go through a lot of stuff, but we have already gone through a lot of stuff with the interview with Elena. So Angie and I talked about just kind of recapping that a bit, and then we'll put links in the description about everything we've talked about, about Ronald McDonald house, um, some of the other things that Elena had mentioned, those that are sort of helping to support the Great resources for people that, you know. Really great resources. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, directly to Aiden's Facebook page. So if you don't know... 
Even if you just want to look at a cute kid. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> but if you don't so know cute. Elena, if you don't know Aiden, if you don't know Clayton, um, it's kind of uh, a peek into their lives, and uh, uh, it's it's uh, they are they are the nicest family, and it is. Um, I think when you get sort of a personal connection with somebody, yeah. just in having a conversation with them, or maybe even hearing them talk on our show, our hope is that you do anything you can to help yeah. because this could happen to any of us at any time. And, and they have been very lucky and fortunate is what, um, how Elena put it. The Apopka community has been very supportive yes, of, of them. Indeed. I mean, they have, you know, not held back in support. Right. So that is, I think that, that describes this community. Oh, certainly. They stick with their popular people. And they help. And they, they help. pull together and help. That's and right. that, that's, so, that's what I know so about a popka. Shout out to a popka. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Well, very good point. No doubt. So I think that pretty much wraps up, up the uh, information station for us this week. Mm hmm. Yeah. Next, uh, we already talked about what we're doing next month. Um, and we're going to be doing some giveaways starting next month. Oh, yes, we are. Yes. So we do want to encourage donations, though, guys. We really, really do. I mean, this is kind of our whole purpose of having It's All Fine and Danji is to find out how we can help through Fine and Danji with raising more awareness, more um, funds, anything towards our, like, charity of choice right so obviously this month it's a lot um alex's lemonade stand and the golden warrior festival well this month you mean this this coming month throughout august oh yeah right? throughout august yeah, sure. i mean yeah and probably you know forever but yeah. um but that's kind of our focus so if you need more information about that you can email us at feedback at com or give us a call 407-290-3899 that's and right. if if you you know want to sponsor something, and we can get you in touch with Elena, or you can just look at on our website and find out the contact information. Whatever. Absolutely true. And on those giveaways, the yes, the here's how to enter. So this so far, what we've got planned, and this will grow. But what we've got for giveaways right now, we've got T-shirts from In the Dark, my first novel. I have a few of those left. Those are totally limited edition. We ran out of stock on those two yeah. years ago, and I just found three more. And he'll sign it too. Absolutely. And um, so that's part of our giveaway. So if you're a fan of my novel, those we don't we don't make them anymore. We're never going to make those again, at least not that style. Uh, we also have gift certificates for Garibaldi's and Apopka, which is amazing food, yeah. and Tijuana Flats. And margaritas. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, be careful with those. And Tijuana Flats. We've got gift cards for there too. My favorite tacos out. Mm-hmm. And... We have gift cards for a local chiropractor, Revival Chiropractic. That's a $220 value for each one of those. And we have a handful of those as well. That's our price dash so far. We're going to continue with giveaways. And how do you enter? Very simple. Make a donation to Alex's Lemonade Stand. We'll have the link in the description of the show, or you can Google it. We don't care how much you donate. A dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you want to donate. That's right. Send us a screenshot to feedback at Fine and Danji. You're in the contest. We are going to do giveaways live on Facebook. 
We're going to do them through the random generator like we did before with the Kindle. So you can see it's totally random. So you don't have better chances just because you donated more. No. Nope. So anyway, that's how we're going to try to do our part to drive things yeah. up. I know at the actual festival, we may be doing things like that as well. Elena talked about that a little bit as well today. Just kind of mentioned possibly doing some raffles or something like that. So we'll do more of that. Talk about that later. But we'd love for you to start making donations. Yeah. Get and in there. And here's stuff. something really cool you could do too. You know how everybody for their birthday or something they ask for a donation to a certain cause yep. on on facebook sure it's really easy to tag alex's lemonade stand on your personal page oh, yeah. and it puts the link in there to donate and people can see how much you're collecting in donations i started one of those yeah and i already had jody who made a donation so thank you jody oh very nice from my favorite things oh that's a great idea yeah so in every dollar it don't matter if you know and encourage your kids maybe you know to clean out their little piggy bank or whatever you know encourage the kids like what better way are you ever going to spend your money really yeah i wish i would have I i always say that but i wish i could go back in time and teach my kids to have a little more empathy and a more. giving a more giving spirit. Yeah, I think we all it would do. benefit it benefits everybody. Absolutely. Themselves as well. Um and also you're gonna as we sort of wrap up here, I just want to mention some things not related. That is uh Mimi's Community Theater, the Fairy Tale Misfits play is coming up on the first and second week of August. We are super excited about that. I started to watch some of their rehearsal uh, video clips online and I skipped them because I don't want to ruin it, but it looks like it's gonna be hilarious. If you enjoy the movie Shrek. It's very much along the lines of those kind of movies. But also, um, I think Angie may have mentioned, but all social media for us is fine and dangy. That's D-A-N-J-E-E. Please rate, review, and if you like the show, subscribe. Um, and then ask yourself, what are you doing this day, this week, this month to help someone else? It could be the simplest of gestures. You could buy their food in line at the grocery store or the drive through You can hold the door for them. You can help them carry something or push their card in back up to the store. You could let them in in traffic if they're trying to get in, or you could just smile. It sounds so corny and cheesy, but... It's very rainy out. Share your, umbre- your umbrella with someone. I was thinking that was a yeah. good one because I walked in the rain from Publix to the oh, to no. the car today. Yep. But, you know, as, as, as cheesy and sort of hippie as that sounds, I feel like if everyone sort of had that mentality, and some of the roughest, toughest guys I know... Mm-hmm have that mentality. So um, I love it. I think if we all just kind of focused a little bit more on each other than ourselves, it would make a big difference. I know Angie feels the same way. I do. We talk about it all the time. And that's it for this show, guys. And guess what, guys? Just remember, at the end of the day, it's It's all all fine and dangy. Stuff like just coming out and I'm kind of dodging it. <laughs>